You're listening to Comedy Central. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously. And that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Omicron, the reason you need to adjust your 2022 mask budget. The new variant has now been found in 17 American states. Yeah, and honestly, by the time you see this, it'll probably be up to like 80 states. Now, there is some good news. Dr. Fauci says that while it's still too early to know for sure, it looks like Omicron spreads more easily than Delta, but maybe less severe. Yeah, which means COVID might have watered itself down so it could reach more people, like the ice cube of corona variants. And that would be amazing if it's true. I mean, like if COVID just made people sick instead of killing them, I mean, that would be a game changer. You know, it's still not great, but it's better. Imagine if Freddy Krueger started giving teenagers diarrhea instead of killing them. That's a major improvement and a really weird movie. Don't you get it, man? If you poop in your dreams, you poop in your bed. I guess I'll just wash the sheets. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a whole laundry day. Still, even if that turns out to be true, nobody wants another big wave of COVID cases. Nobody wants that. Which is why today, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced that New York City will be the first city in the country to require all private employees to be vaccinated. Yeah. Which means you can feel better now knowing that the guy selling you your fake vaccine card on the corner, well, he's also gonna be vaccinated. And thanks to fears of Omicron, there's now a surge in demand for vaccines all over the world, although not for everyone. A dentist in Italy is in hot water for trying to get his COVID vaccine in a fake arm. He turned up for the shot with a fake arm covering his real arm, hoping the nurse wouldn't notice. But when the nurse rolled up his sleeve, she found the skin rubbery, cold, and the pigment too light. He gave me a half smile and asked me to pretend I didn't know anything and to give him the vaccine anyway. And I realized that he was wearing a silicon bodysuit. The silicon bodysuit the nurse is talking about would have looked something like this. There are several of them online for sale. <laughs> so wait, so wait. This dude just put on a fake suit like he was starring in House of Gucci and then he thought that that, that would fool a nurse? My man. Nurses put needles in arms all day. They know what a real arm feels like. Like if a nurse feels cold, rubbery skin, they're definitely gonna be like, wait a minute, I already gave Mitch McConnell his shot. Who are you? Not to mention, this is Italy. That's the hardest place to pull off a fake arm. Hey, how come are you not moving your hands around when you talk? Uh, I'm one of those Italians who doesn't do that. I let my mouth do the talking. 
There is no such a thing. Look, man, to be fair, guys, you can't be that mad at a dentist for lying to a doctor. I mean, how many times have you gone to your dentist and said, oh yeah, I definitely floss many times a day. He learned it from us. You know what I mean? I, I gotta say this though, man. I respect the ingenuity. These people are getting more and more creative. They, they, these folks have come a long way from drinking bleach. <laughs> and you got to respect that. You started with the drinking the bleach, and then it was a little bit of the horse medicine, and then they was fake vaccine cards, and now my man just got a whole arm on. That's what we need to start selling, dog. Fake arms? Fuck yeah, fake arms. I don't wanna encourage them, Roy. Hell yeah, fake arms. That's what we should start selling. What do you mean not encourage them? It's money, it's money to be made. People are willing to pay top dollar. This man bought a whole butt naked suit on the internet to keep from getting a shot. If <laughs> you miss out on the money, man. You know I'm right, though. I, you know I'm right. I don't know about that. Okay. All right, let's move on from COVID to the other big event that sweeps the whole world, yeah. the Olympics. It's when all the nations of the world compete to see who has the best steroids. They're also a chance for countries to come together in harmony despite their differences. But sometimes there are some differences that are too big to set aside. And that's when it's time to play a new Olympic sport, hardball. Now to more breaking news. The U.S. will not send any diplomatic representatives to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. Press Secretary Jen Psaki announced the boycott, citing China's ongoing genocide and human rights abuses. In the past, first ladies, even presidents, have led the U.S. delegation to the Olympics. But this move by the Biden administration will mean no U.S. government officials attend in protest of China's human rights abuses. American athletes, however, will still be allowed to compete. Wow, 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 that's huge. There will be no American government officials at the Olympics which means if they want to watch it, they'll have to do it the way the rest of us do, by turning on the TV and then getting bored after three minutes and then turning it off. And that's a real shame that the American officials won't be at the Olympics. Because you realize Kamala Harris was about to become the first black woman to ever watch a hockey game. But I mean, honestly, it doesn't surprise me that Joe Biden would do this. It doesn't surprise me at all. For one thing, he cares deeply about human rights. For another, he's 79 years old. I mean, he's not about to fly across 12 time zones to watch a bunch of Norwegians sweep an ice rink. That's the one cool reason to be president, right? Most of us, if we, we don't wanna do something, we have to come up with some lame excuse. And then everyone else shows up and talks about how we didn't come. But if you're president, you can just be like, diplomatic boycott. No one is allowed to attend Emily's birthday brunch. Now, the reason the US is doing this diplomatic boycott of the Olympics is to protest China's abuses against the Uyghurs right, which the US government has declared a genocide. And when you, when you think about it, it's a little weird to accuse an Olympic host of genocide, but then still send all of your athletes to that country? I mean, it's, it's genocide. At least pull out the bobsled team. Cause now all you're doing is saying, you know, all our boring people, well, we're not sending them. That's the punishment. Like if Biden really wanted to punish China, he shouldn't withhold government officials, no. He should send government officials. In fact, you know what? He should send the ones nobody can stand. Yeah. If you want to get back at China, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene in the stands. The only way a speed skater could move that quickly is with Jewish magnets. Uh, okay, we'll let the Uyghurs go. Please, just take her back. Hey, it, it, first off, with all this global warming, ain't like six Winter Olympics left. They should have gone. <laughs> they ain't that many 
Winter Olympics left in the first place. And the, the, the bigger question I have for you, and you might know this, because you, you're more international than me. What does a diplomat do? They just show up and they go, hey, man, America's good. We're good, America. Make sure you like America. They, 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 That's essentially a diplomat's job. Then they're an influencer. They're just a political influencer. That's I'm, what you do. You influence the country. Honestly, if you want to make the Winter Olympics more exciting, this is what they need to do, African. They need to do the summer events in the winter. That's how you get the Winter Olympics popping. I don't know shit about no bobsled, but I love track and field. Oh, you the fastest person on the track? Let's add some ice. See what you do now. <laughs> I'm gonna email the IOC. You know him, right? Let me hit him up real quick. Actually, I would want to watch those Olympics. You telling me Michael Phelps in ice water? You telling me that's not entertaining? Michael Phelps in ice water. Michael Phelps on ice is even more entertaining. Just sliding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next story, which is about jobs. They're how we pass the time until we die. Over the past few months, more people have been quitting their jobs than ever before. But while that's going on, some people are still becoming unemployed the old-fashioned way, by getting fired. And one CEO just came up with a new and terrible way to do it. A web boss had some brutal news for more than 900 of his, of his workers who had just joined him on a Zoom call. You're fired. Less than four weeks from Christmas. Dumped via Zoom, the mortgage startup Better.com fired 9% of the workforce in a Zoom call that lasted less than three minutes. Thank you for joining. Um, I come to you with not great news. This is the second time in my career I'm doing this and I do not, do not want to do this. The last time I did it, I cried. Um, this time I hope to be stronger. If you're on this call, you are part of the unlucky group being laid off. Your employment here is terminated effective immediately. Okay, first of all, you can't say if you're on this call, you're unlucky enough, like the call was an optional thing and then people got tricked into it. That's some bullshit. If you're on this call, well, I'm not on this call, am I still fired? Get the f out of here, man. 900 people getting fired at once, that's not a firing, that's a rapture. I mean, a big group firing is the most impersonal thing you can do. If you respect an employee, you should have the decency to sit down and tell them to their face why you think they suck. And to be fired over Zoom is especially tough because I mean, you can't storm out all dramatic. You know, if you fight in the office, you get to be like, you'll be working for me one day, bang! But on Zoom, you have to be like, you'll all be working for me one day! Wait, where's the leave, leave me? No, that's gallery view, that's mute. Am I, am I gone? No, okay, you'll all be working for me one day. Hold on. Hey, how do I, how do I quit the thing? How do I, uh, can Dennis help me with this? Can we get Dennis to help me? I can't, yeah, the button's not working for me to leave. Oh man, I hope you guys are working for me one day so you can help me with this kind of stuff. You know, the worst part for me was how the CEO made it all about himself as well. Oh, this is so tough. I hope I don't cry again. What, what are the people supposed to do? Comfort you for firing them? There, there, it's okay. I am expendable, I get it, I get it. I mean, not to mention, I don't think anyone should ever get fired before Christmas. You know, it totally ruins the season. If you're gonna fire someone on a holiday, you do it on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that way, at least you give them an excuse. Baby, I would have gotten you something, but my boss set me free. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress, 
Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. President Biden held a video meeting with Vladimir Putin to warn him not to invade Ukraine. Yeah. And a video chat is a tough way for both of these guys to do diplomacy. I mean, especially because even when he's in person, Biden talks like he's got a bad connection. Man, come on, man, Vlad, you, you gotta, you know what the thing we're, we're trying to do in the border, you gotta, man, we gotta, we gotta, come on, come on, come on, man, luck. Joe, you're cutting out. No, Joe, I cannot hear you, you're cutting. Reboot your, ser- you know what, I reboot for you. I have access to White House servers, not Kamala. She doesn't use Bluetooth, everybody else. All right, let's move on to some technology news. Everyone loves Tesla cars. They're like if a Prius did ayahuasca, but now, They're under fire for a new feature that allows drivers to play video games like Solitaire on the dashboard screen while driving. Yeah, which, guys, come on. How are we supposed to drive and play video games and text and eat breakfast and do our makeup and flip off other drivers for not paying attention to the road? It's too much now, people. And also, I can't emphasize this enough. It's not worth dying in a car crash just to play a video game. I mean, at least not Solitaire. You know, if God of War was on there, then yeah, I'll drive off a cliff. But Solitaire? Shit. St. Peter will be roasting your ass at the pearly gates. Solitaire? Your bitch ass died for Solitaire? Yo, this shit is hilarious. Yo, Mother Teresa, come hear this, come hear this. Yeah, bring Jeffrey Epstein with you. Can bring Jeffrey with you. Yo, this shit is crazy. Wait, what? Jeffrey Epstein's in heaven. Are we just gonna carry on like that didn't happen, guys? We're just gonna let that go. How did he get into All right, let's make like every bachelorette party and go to Nashville, Tennessee where another Confederate statue has been removed. This time, it's one that was put up in the 1990s. Yeah, and it's of the first KKK leader, Nathan Bedford Forrest. And I'm gonna be honest, you know, this this statue here was actually the one Confederate statue that I feel should have been kept up. Because I mean, look at it. This shit is hilarious. When have you ever seen a statue where the general looks like he's shooting his way out of a salute, you know, he's just like, his horse doesn't even have reins. Every other statue, the general sits there like a wise old man. This dude looks like he stole a horse in Red Dead Redemption. I'm getting out of here! Ah! I mean, look at his face. I've never seen a statue that's panicked. Who makes a statue of your moment of panic? He looks like he found out. He just found out what a Barack Obama is. They said what? He's the ruler of who? Ah! In fact, I realized, you know what? We don't need to take down any Confederate statues. Yeah, we should just say whoever designed this statue has to design all the other statues. Then both sides win. Yeah. And if this general really did look like this in real life, I think it would explain a lot. You know, he was probably the first guy at the Klan rally who said, you know what? We should all wear pillowcases over our faces. You mean to scare the darkies? Oh yeah, sure, that's why. 
For centuries, humans have thought that the moon is as barren and empty as Chris Cuomo's work schedule. But that might all be about to change. China's moon rover has spotted a mystery object on the horizon while working its way across a crater on the far side of the moon. In this photo, it's about 260 feet away, and you can see what looks like right angles on a square object. The rover is expected to spend the next two to three months trying to get closer. The cube-shaped object was described in Chinese as, quote, a mystery hut. Uh, no. Hell no. Anything called a mystery hut, you better stay away from. I mean, best case scenario, it's a pizza place that picks the toppings for you. But most likely, you're just gonna get molested. And by the way, what, what was that What was that about? Did you hear that where they said it's gonna take two to three months to reach the mystery hut that's 260 feet away? Well, what did they send up there, a DoorDash driver? Oh, he's gotta complete deliveries on other planets first and then he'll be right there. Here's an idea, here's an idea. What if we leave the mystery hut alone? I mean, I'm just saying between a pandemic and climate change, maybe now's not a great time to risk opening up an ancient box that we found on the moon. I mean, chances are it's probably just gonna be a boulder or something, because let's be honest, the moon is boring. You know, it should be this incredible thing, but whenever we get news from space scientists, it always feels like we're hanging out with like a, like a toddler. I found a walk. Wow, well done, scientist. I found a bigger walk. Jesus Christ, well done, scientist. But let's move on from the least inhabited place to the most, New York City. The holidays, are a great time of year here in New York. The store windows are decorated, the Rockettes are performing, and if you're really lucky, a beautiful snowfall will trap all of the dog poop and garbage on the street for three months, after which it'll thaw and fill the air with the sweet smells of spring. But apparently, not every New Yorker has the holiday spirit, because last night, someone set fire to the 50-foot Christmas tree outside the Fox News studios. And it's not clear how this happened. I mean, it could be an accident, could be arson, could be Santifa. <laughs> it's not clear. And unfortunately, we can't ask the tree because like all Fox employees, it had to sign an NDA. But for the network that invented the war on Christmas, this turned out to be the best gift that they could have asked for. I think it tells the bigger story. I mean, since this is, this city is so out of control. So out of control. Especially in midtown Manhattan. You, we, yes, the city we used to love. It goes to the larger issue of safety. And we have been talking for a very long time. This city has gone south when it comes to safety. We don't feel safe when we come to work in the morning. We don't safe when, feel safe when we go home at night. Think about it. Who, to Ainsley's earlier point, who sets a Christmas tree on fire? It's a, it's a tree and, that unites us, that brings us together. It's about the Christmas spirit. It is about the holiday season. Uh, it's it, about Jesus. It's about Hanukkah. It is about everything that we stand for as a country. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A Christmas tree represents a lot of things. But one thing it definitely does not represent is Hanukkah. I mean, if it did, that tree would have had to burn for eight days. Come on, people. I mean, that's a weird thing for anyone to say, but especially Fox News. Because these are the guys who spent 15 years insisting that we have to say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. And now all of a sudden, the Christmas tree is half Jewish. It's all about the holidays, all the holidays. And honestly, even calling this thing a tree is such a stretch. Because I don't know if you saw this, once the flames went out, it turns out that this thing was just like scaffolding covered in pine needles. I'm sorry, but that's not a tree. That's just a jungle gym with a body hair problem. But I will say this, I agree with Fox News hosts. 
They're totally right, people. The crime in New York has gotten out of control. The city is a war zone. Blood and death is on every corner. The rats have joined gangs. Everybody needs to leave so that my rent can go down and I can finally find some space on the subway, but mostly because it's not safe. And there's murdered rats. The poor rats have been murdered. Sorry, wait, they're murdering. Whatever brings down my rent, guys. That's what's happening in New York. All right, and finally, a story out of Finland, the country in a throuple with Norway and Sweden. Finland has one of the youngest prime ministers in the world, 36-year-old Sanna Marin. And that comes with all sorts of challenges. For instance, last weekend, officials tried to text Marin to let her know that she had been exposed to COVID and needed to isolate. But she didn't get the message right away because get this, she was out at a club until 4 a.m. Yeah, which if you ask me is pretty baller. I mean, especially in Finland, because they only get like one hour of sunlight a day. That means she's probably gonna sleep through that, right? And people were angry. People were angry that she didn't have her phone with her, but I mean, it would have been worse if she'd gotten the message while she was at the club. Oh shit, I might have COVID. What? I can't hear you. Cup your hands over your mouth and scream directly into my face. But guys, I can also understand why she wouldn't be checking her messages because come on, how hard can it be to run Finland? The biggest debate in that country is deciding what temperature to set the saunas at. What's their stress? You know, this scandal actually just proves why America is right, though, to only elect old people. They'll never have this issue. The only reason Joe Biden would be awake at 4 a.m. is to pee. That makes me feel safe. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the COVID pandemic first swept the world in 2020, the UK was one of the countries that were hardest hit. And it responded with a national lockdown. All non-essential stores were closed, uh, public and private gatherings were banned, and Meghan and Harry were forced to socially distance 7,000 miles away. But now we're learning that some of the people who imposed the lockdown weren't obeying it themselves. Boris Johnson is facing fierce criticism this morning. A leaked video shows senior Downing Street staff joking about a Christmas party thrown by the British Prime Minister during last year's Tier 3 COVID lockdown. This video shows aides rehearsing for a briefing four days after the alleged party. I've just seen reports on Twitter that there was a Downing Street Christmas party on Friday night. Do you recognize those reports? <laughs> I went home. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Um, uh... uh... What's the answer? I don't know. I didn't. Wasn't the party? It was cheese and wine. Just be clear. It's not. Is cheese and wine all right? 
No. It was a business meeting. <laughs> I'm joking. This is recorded. This fictional party was a business meeting. And it was not socially distanced. The insensitive remarks were recorded just days after an alleged Christmas celebration at 10 Downing Street a year ago, a time when COVID restrictions in the country banned such gatherings, and while Britain was battling with overflowing hospitals and rising COVID deaths. In Parliament, the Prime Minister addressed the scandal. I was also furious to see that clip. I have been repeatedly assured since these allegations emerged that there was no party and that and that no covid rules were broken and that is what i have been repeatedly assured we saw them practicing the lie and now you're going to tell us that we must believe the lie there was no party you guys have to believe the thing that we saw is a thing is not a thing it is a thing everybody must believe me you know boris boris would be a lot more believable if it didn't look like someone just pulled him out of a mosh pit and guys, it's not, it's not just Boris, by the way. It feels like every month we catch another politician breaking their own COVID rules. Gavin Newsom went to that fancy restaurant. The mayor of Austin flew to Cabo. Andrew Cuomo kissed that bat. At the same time, I get why they broke COVID rules to have that party. I mean, people look forward all year long to the office Christmas party. It's the only chance you have to hook up with a coworker, have everyone in the office see it, and then pretend like it never happened. It's like a whole pass from HR. But the worst part is how they're on video joking about it. I mean, it's one thing to break your own rules. It's another thing to laugh about it. It's yet another thing to videotape it. It's like they're trying to win the dumbass triathlon. If they manage a scandal that badly, how did they handle the pandemic? What? Even worse? Total disaster. Oh, that makes sense. Huh. I do feel bad for them, you know, that this whole thing came out a year later. You know, because this scandal is happening now, but the video is from a year ago. Because I'm sure after the first six or eight months, they probably thought it, would, it was over. You know, they probably thought they'd gotten away with it. It's almost like, imagine if you were at work and then your eighth grade teacher walked in like, we finally tracked down whose gum that was under the desk, mister. You're getting two weeks detention. What? I'm 37. Do you want it to be three? But let's move on to a politician who never even had the chance to face calls for her resignation, Hillary Clinton. Five years after somehow losing an election to the world's worst person, Hillary is hoping that her failures can become a teachable moment for the rest of us. Hillary Clinton for the first time sharing the victory speech she hoped to deliver in the 2016 presidential election. Clinton revisiting the speech as part of a masterclass video being released today on the topic of resilience. I've never shared this with anybody. I've never read it out loud. My fellow Americans, today you sent a message to the whole world. Our values endure, our democracy stands strong, and our motto remains, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. Oof, that's brutal. And the way she's sitting like that and, and she's reading it to us, it's like the world's most depressing fairy tale. Once upon a time, an ogre crushed the dreams of a princess and nobody lived happily ever after the end. But yes, Hillary Clinton is giving a masterclass on resiliency that's now available everywhere, except in Wisconsin for some reason. And in it, in it, she reads the victory speech that she never got to deliver. And I, I really love how she's like, 
I've never shared this speech with anybody before. It was too painful. And you're paying me how much? Oh, well, I guess I could read a few pages. And you know, if this is a thing that we're allowed to do and someone pays you to do it, I, I also have speeches that I never got the chance to give. I've got it right here. I am so honored to be named the MVP of the NBA Finals. And just days after being awarded the Nobel Prize for world's coolest penis. And look, yeah, you, you have to admit, it's a little weird to teach a masterclass on the biggest loss of your life. I mean, because there's plenty of things that Hillary could teach a masterclass on. She's kicked ass in so many things. It could be like the inner workings of Congress or international relations or, uh, um, I don't want to say killing Jeffrey Epstein. Look, I'll say one thing. You'll never see Donald Trump doing this. He doesn't write backup speeches because whether he wins or loses, that dude gives the same speech. And my legal team completely destroyed the prosecution and I won the case. Totally won. What, what's that? Lights out? Okay, night night warden. See you guys manana. Before we go, please consider supporting Vibrant Emotional Health. They're a nonprofit dedicated to helping people achieve emotional well-being and to giving them the support and the skills that they need to survive. So if you want to support them in their work, especially during the stressful holiday season, then please donate at the link below. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 